welcome to the Womb Wisdom Podcast. My name is Holly Lever, and I'm the owner and operator of Rosebud Wellness, where I practice women's holistic health, utilizing acupuncture, Chinese herbalism, yoni steaming, and Arvigo abdominal massage. And I'm also a mother to a 14-month-old daughter. This podcast will be part information on women's holistic health practices and part conversations with women who are mothers or hope to be mothers on their journey through menstruation, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and motherhood. Please enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Womb Wisdom Podcast. This will be another solo episode with me, Holly. And in this episode, I will be sharing about my postpartum journey and my experience of motherhood thus far. So as I mentioned in previous episodes, my daughter is 14 months old or almost 15 months old now. So she was born March 16th of 2020, which was pretty much when the shutdown was starting um, in the United States um, due to coronavirus. So it's my only experience of postpartum, so I have nothing to compare it to, but it was a, an interesting time to have a baby. So some there will be some similarities that every woman experiences with postpartum, but there were some things that were slightly different because of that. Um, So the first thing that I wanted to get into were just some recommendations that my midwives gave to me um, while I was pregnant for the early postpartum phase. So the first thing that they told me was that, or suggested, was to not really do much of anything for the first two weeks after giving birth. And I remember when they first told me this, I was flabbergasted um, and couldn't really wrap my head around what that would be like. Um, But thankfully, as I mentioned um, in my previous episode about my my birth story, uh, my mother-in-law was here for six weeks after she was born, and that was hugely, hugely helpful to me. Um, She did all of the cooking and cleaning and helped me with my daughter um, when I wanted to go take a shower or really do anything for myself as I was sort of learning how to navigate having another person attached to me most of the time. Um, so that really helped me with the the two week of not really doing much of anything. I didn't really have to do much of anything other than uh, nurse my baby feed myself. Um, yeah, and that was pretty much it. Uh, it was really challenging for me to let go of my yoga practice. I have been an Ashtanga yoga practitioner for many years, and I really, that really wouldn't have been a, a good practice for me to, to go get into in the first couple of weeks. So I did, um, abstain from that practice for, for two weeks. And then I started to slowly incorporate it as my daughter got older. Um, and one of the things that when I was talking to my sister about starting this podcast and she was kind of asking me about if I would, what I was going to get into and if I was going to share about some of the less desirable side effects after having a baby, 
Um, one of which is peeing yourself a little, which I think is a really common experience of women that after they have a vaginal birth. I can't speak to having a uh, C-section or a belly birth, as I have recently heard it called, which I love that term. Um, so one of the things that I did in the first week after she was born was to go out to my mailbox. We have a very short driveway and I thought, you know, I can just go walk out to the driveway, go check the mail. And for whatever reason, I decided to run back to the house. I have no idea what prompted me to do that, but I did. And I peed my pants when I did that. Just the act of running was way too much for my pelvic floor at that time. And um, it was just an interesting thing for me to to experience that I had absolutely no control where I've, I've never had that experience before. I have since received um, holistic pelvic care, which is similar to pelvic PT. If anyone has experienced that, it's an internal pelvic floor um, practice. And I'm not exactly sure how they differ from one another. Um, somebody that practices holistic pelvic care would be better to explain that. Um, but I, I will include in the show notes just a link to some general information about holistic pelvic care. So that's something that I did. And then also, I think just with time, it also kind of healed itself. And obviously that doesn't happen, or maybe this isn't obvious, but that does not happen to me anymore. But that running, even that very short distance was not appropriate at that time, which I now realize. Um, so another thing that they recommended to me was to use padsicles. And so I prepared them during the end of my pregnancy so that I could use them postpartum and didn't have to deal with, you know, putting them together while I had a little babe. So the pedicles that I made, there's a variety of different herbs and things that you can put on them. Um, but what I did was to brew some comfrey tea and then I just spooned the tea onto a, a pretty thick pad and then I put them in the freezer. And so I can't remember exactly how many of them I made, maybe 14 or something like that. I had a bunch of them in the freezer and then I would just use them um, every day. Anytime that I would change my pad, I would put a new one on and it was really soothing. Comfrey can also help with tissue regeneration. So that was why that herb was specifically chosen. Um, so I, I did that. And then one of the practices that I was really excited to incorporate was steaming because I had abstained from, from yoni steaming um, throughout my pregnancy. I did do some for labor preparation, which I'll do an episode about that eventually. Um, and then postpartum, you can start to steam as soon as the bleeding after you've given birth is lessening. So that's an indication that the uterine artery is closing and then it's an appropriate time to steam. You just want to be a little bit careful if you're having really, really heavy bleeding. Um, you don't want to risk uh, having a hemorrhage. So you just want to be cautious about starting. And if it's really increasing the bleeding, then you would want to stop for sure. And there are some 
herbal remedies that you can use if you are experiencing some heavy bleeding, but I'm not going to get into that in, in this episode in particular. Um, so I did start steaming, I think it was the third day after she was born, and I was surprised to find that it was really uncomfortable just to sit on my sauna. So it's just a wooden box, and some of them do have a, a cushion, and I have at times used like a toilet seat cushion, but I didn't have it at my house. I had I had it at my office where I was I was not going at that time because of COVID and I wasn't working obviously three days after I had given birth. Um, so I, yeah, I found it to be a little bit uncomfortable. And so I, I wasn't as regular with steaming. Um, the, the general protocol for postpartum steaming is to steam 30 days in a row. So I definitely did not do that. Um, and also I felt a little bit uncomfortable asking for somebody to take my baby, whether it was my mother-in-law or my husband, for me to go and steam. And I, I think now I would probably do that a little bit differently. I would maybe have, you know, thought a little bit more about how I could make it more comfortable for myself, but you just do what you can in the moment. And that was the best I could do was just to, to do it periodically. And I did notice that my bleeding would increase after I would steam, but it, it never got to a level that I felt was depleting to me. Um, and I would, if it made it very heavy, not even very heavy, but heavy enough that I felt like I needed to pause with steaming, I would just take a couple of days off um, from steaming. And I never actually did a full 30 minutes, I think, because it was harder for me to be away from my baby than I than I thought it would be. And I did do some, some steaming while I was nursing her. I found that was pretty comfortable, um, you know, that I could continue to be with her and then also be taking care of myself. Um, so that's something that I would definitely suggest giving a try. And the, the, the thought behind doing steaming postpartum is that it helps to clear out the lochia is what the all of the blood and tissue that's coming out after after you give birth it's it's completely natural and it's a good thing for that to all be completely cleared out after after the birth um, and that actually can help with um, just ensuring that you don't have any stagnation left so that when your period starts up again it won't be uh, painful because you're still having to clear out what hasn't been cleared out after after the birth. Um, the next thing that I did was to, well, my midwife did this to me, my midwife, Kara, who you've heard the episode with her. So she encapsulated my placenta for me. And I just took a couple of those pills every day. And I can't say I don't know what it would have been like if I didn't have that, if maybe my mood would have been affected more. Um, but yeah, it just felt like something that I wanted to try so that I could talk to women in the future about, you know, what that experience is like. Um, so that was something else that I did. One other thing that I wanted to talk about that I, I just didn't know 
what to expect with breastfeeding. Um, it did take, I think by the third day, I very noticeably felt my milk coming in. And my right breast seems to have a lot more milk ducts than the left. And so I did try to alternate sides, um, but I always found that my right breast was just a lot more full of milk. Um, and it did at one point kind of get a little clogged in the beginning. Um, so that was a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and then I don't actually know for sure if breastfeeding ever is completely comfortable from the beginning, if that's possible or not. Um, but I did have some discomfort in my nipples while I was breastfeeding for the first maybe couple of weeks. And so I was using Earth Mama's nipple cream. Highly recommend. It was very nourishing, soothing, um, and it's also safe for for the baby to to feed after you put it on so you don't have to wipe it off or anything before they feed and it smells really nice so and i still have like a halfway full jar of it so i i didn't even really use it for that long and then uh, breastfeeding became much more comfortable another thing that i didn't anticipate um, was how much leakage there was of of milk in the early phases and it actually lasted for the first three months, I would say, of my breastfeeding journey that um, I, as she was suckling from one breast, the other one would leak a lot. Um, and I didn't, I think maybe because of COVID, I, you know, I really wasn't going anywhere anyways. Um, so I would just kind of change my shirt three or four times a day. Uh, but they do have nursing pads and I would use them some of the time, but I just didn't find them particularly comfortable. Um, so I just, I would just change my shirt. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't think that I had an oversupply issue. I think it was just my body kind of figuring out how much milk my baby needed. And now we're fine. And, and she just gets what she needs and there isn't any more leaking at this point. Um, but my right breast is still larger than my left. So that's, not something that I I knew was a thing with breastfeeding, but now I see is is pretty common amongst breastfeeding women. So, and we'll just kind of see what happens um, if they ever go back to normal, or if the right one's just kind of going to be the one that shines for the rest of my life. Um, another thing that I've experienced later, um, this has only been within the past couple of months that I've had a couple of bouts of mastitis. And the first time I didn't catch it early enough and I did get a really bad fever and felt kind of like I had the flu. Um, and it was only for a day and I, I was able to clear out the duct um, and then the, the fever subsided. And the way that I was able to clear it out was by sort of just like massaging and whether I was in the shower or in the bath, and then I would also, I have a, uh, because I'm an acupuncturist, I have a, a treatment table, a massage table at my house, and I have a heat lamp. If you've ever had acupuncture, maybe you've seen one of these infrared heat lamps. Um, and so I would rub castor oil onto my breast, and then I would just put the heat lamp over it and and massage while 
while I was doing that. And I would only do it for like five minutes or so. And anytime I feel like something's a little clogged in there, um, I just do that and it, it takes care of it within the day. Um, so yeah, that's been, um, yes, it's interesting that that, that happened a little bit later on and I'm not sure if it's going to keep happening or, or what, but, um, but yeah, that's something that I've experienced. Um, so that's kind of all that I can really share about my postpartum experience. I have been listening to other podcasts of, of mothers and, you know, those that have colicky babies or really no help at all. And I just am really starting to recognize how lucky I was that that my daughter really transitioned into the world pretty easily. And she's been kind of a, a dream. She She's a little hard to get down for naps at times, sometimes doesn't want to go to bed at night or will wake up periodically throughout the night. And we do co-sleep now, and that's something that I'm I'm still kind of curious about. Sleep training didn't appeal to me, and everything that I'm saying, I think that every woman, every mother should do what feels right to them and what works best for them and for their family and for their baby. Every baby is different. Um but yeah, so co-sleeping is is what's working best for us right now. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm just I'm learning so much from listening to other mothers. And that's my hope for this podcast too, that I will continue to learn and that other women will learn from the experiences of all the women that I'm I'm interviewing here. So, anyways, with all of that said. I wanted to get into a little bit about motherhood. So one of the questions that I will be posing whenever it feels appropriate to other mothers that come onto the podcast is whether or not they always knew that they wanted to be a mother, if that was something that kind of came to them later on in life. And for me, I'm not somebody that always dreamed about being a mother or you know, having a, a family life. I had always been sort of fiercely independent, loved traveling, moving around all the time, had this business that, you know, I'm the sole practitioner and I, I just didn't really see how a child would fit into all of that. And I, I, I really felt like I was too selfish to really have another being in my life that that needed so much care and attention from me. And probably when I turned 30, I'm 35 now, when I turned 30 was when I first started getting, I don't know if it was biological or if it was because my niece was born um, when I was when I was 30. And I just started to recognize how much children bring to your life. And I started viewing it more as, um, yeah, as something to add to one's life rather than taking away from the life that you had already created. So I just kind of, you know, there was some seeds planted 
in my head at that time that maybe mothering was something I was I was interested in experiencing. And then probably by the time I was 33, I was really, really, really craving a babe. And I didn't know what it would look like. Um, my boyfriend at the time and I were wouldn't weren't really talking about it, but it was just, you know, something that was something that both of us wanted to have eventually in our lives. And as I mentioned in my my previous episode, we weren't actively trying to conceive, but I think because both of us were energetically calling in this little being, whoever that might be, um, yeah, she came to us. And now that I am a mother, it's definitely not without its challenges, but it has definitely brought so much more to my life than it has taken away. And I think the main thing that I'm I'm grappling with right now is how to continue to live my soul's purpose, um, feeling connected to myself as something separate from my daughter and not becoming codependent with her. Um, because after she was born, I was, I was really surprised at, yeah, just how much time I wanted to spend with her and be with her. I kind of pictured even while I was pregnant that I would be the type of woman that, you know, would figure out childcare and figure out how to make my business work as soon as possible. And when she was born, I did go back to work pretty quickly. Um, and because I had moved to Connecticut and my established practice was in California, I didn't have very much of a following here. And so I did start very slowly, partially just because of that and partially because of COVID and partially because I was a new mother. Um, but by the summer of last year and certainly into the fall, my business started to get really busy. And I noticed that whenever I would go to work, I would be missing her and just asking my husband or my mom or who they're really the only two people that were watching her um, to send me pictures and fill me in on what was going on. And I, it felt really hard to be separated from her. And I just, I didn't expect that that would be my experience. And now at this point, um, I have scaled back with work and it feels really good and also challenging because I feel very connected to doing something for the world, offering um, everything that's in my head in terms of women's health, everything that I've learned about being an advocate for myself and all of the things that I've learned about fertility awareness, pregnancy, birth, the postpartum phase, all of the amazing practices that I've come across over the years and really wanting to bring that to other women while also recognizing that I'm in this really sweet spot where she's 
so young and so dependent on me and wanting to be really present for her, wanting to be attentive to her while also being attentive to myself. And so I'm just feeling like I'm constantly in this push-pull of, um, yeah, yeah, just feeling connected to feeling purposeful while also just enjoying her. So right now it's almost nine o'clock and she went to bed pretty early tonight. She was very tired, only took one nap today. And um, I'm feeling just really grateful to have a space to share, really excited about the interviews that I have coming up and feeling kind of unclear about where my business is going to go from here. I have an Etsy shop that I'm setting up where I'll be selling Yoni Steam uh, blends for, for women to steam with. And I'm also creating some courses. Um, some will be about menstrual health, some about pregnancy, postpartum, labor preparation, things like that. And it's really challenging to get things done because I only have maybe an hour, an hour and a half in the evenings to um, work on these things. And so I'm just wanting to share about, yeah, the the realness of being a new mother and how challenging it is to continue to live your life's work. Although being a mother is, is very much part of that. And I've learned so much just from my experience of pregnancy, birth, and, and having a daughter. And I, I'm also wanting her to see a woman, me, her mother, <laughs> um, that that her mother is strong and independent and hardworking and can get a lot done and also be really loving and kind. And yeah, I'm just kind of grappling with how much attention to put towards that and how much to put towards my business and, and personal things that I'm working on. So yeah, that's my experience so far. Um, I'm sure a lot of women can relate to this of just feeling kind of lonely in motherhood, sort of doubting yourself and your choices and having all of these external things coming at you all the time about the ways that in which other women are doing things. And I think ultimately none of us really know for sure that what we're doing is right. Maybe some people do. I would love to hear from you if you know exactly what you're doing and think that what you're doing is absolutely the right way. I would love to hear it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's been such a learning experience for me. And I, I just wanted to share about that, that if you're out there, you're listening, you're a new mom, you've been a mom for a while, you have creative ventures, um, and you're struggling to get them done. I'm, I'm right there with you. So thank you so much for listening and yeah, just being a mom is the most challenging job I've had so far and also the most rewarding. So till next time, um, 
Have a lovely evening. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast so that you'll be notified of future episodes as they're published. And also, if you can give us a rating and a review, this will help other people to find the podcast. Thanks again. Till next time.